All right, guys, here we go. An action-packed episode of the Nordies Podcast where we talk about all of the shows you need to be watching. We have so much news, mostly about an HBO Max revolution headed your way before we talk a little bit more about the Alien series with Alien 3. Here we go, Nordies Podcast. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Doing very excellent, man. Very excellent. I'm doing pretty excellent. How are, are you? Doing, Mostly excellent. Ooh. Mostly. All right, guys. Well, we have a great episode. If you didn't listen to our sportscast from this week, go check it out. We break down Vikings offseason. We talk T-Wolves. We talk Champions League. And we tell you guys the greatest tournaments or playoffs in all of sports. So go check that out. It's a great episode. But here we go. We're on to our screencast. Lots of good stuff to talk about. Before we dive into an amazing episode, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere you get your favorite podcast from and get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or device each and every week. And as always, please give us that five-star review. If you write a hilarious five-star review this week, we will post it on our Instagram story that people already think is funny and great. So you will get recognition for your hilarious, thoughtful comment. So do it this week. And now is a great time to support your three best friends, Eric, Ryan, and Jim. Yeah, you grab will be your cool by association, right? Grab your girlfriend's phone, your wife's phone, your husband's phone, your brother's phone, your sister's phone, whatever you need to do. Go to the podcast app, mm-hmm. subscribe them, and then leave like think about it for a couple days yeah and then leave, give us give us the best of the best that you got give yeah. us the best review the funniest thing you think and we will post it you don't have to say anything about us you can literally just say anything you want so make it happen anything you want let us know and we will post it we can't wait to see what you guys come up with all right so here we go we are drinking some beer we're all drinking our own thing what are you guys drinking tonight ryan why don't you give us a start Okay, uh, I'm still with Arbiter, uh, still trying to support the local lads from, are they Northeast, technically? Um, uh, no. Not quite. No, uh, they're, they're just mi- Minneapolis. Cool. They're not quite south, though. They're like mid-Minneapolis, if that's a thing, like almost like dinky-town-ish. Yeah. Um, anyway, Arbiter, um, this was the only other one on the shelf. This is the Haha ha Pills, and it's a Pilsner, obviously. Uh, the can is freaking cool. Price point is perfect. And I think it's a really solid beer. I like it. Okay. Um, Eric and I are drinking the same thing, albeit in different houses, approximately 200 feet away. Would you say? Yeah. That's about right. Throw away. Yeah. Still, I could throw a stone. Um, and I'm drinking too far juice too far. Well, yeah, me. I mean, you know, I might throw my shoulder out. Um, this is a co- collab, Fair State and Drecker, two awesome breweries coming together to do mostly what Drecker does best. Would you agree? I mean, this is a sure. okay. This is like a Drecker beer that Fair State had their like good brewing influence on. I feel like it was like it was like um, Fair State's use of fruit with Drecker's style of like smoothie beer. Yeah, yeah, it's big. It's really really tasty, full of flavor. It's a good beer to share, although I'm going to attempt to drink 16 ounces of it during this podcast. Blackberry, plum, lactose, and marshmallow. It's uh, good for digestion. Um, sure. And the the last two things on there, the last two things on there, Nico Tonks would, would never put in a beer. So yeah, I don't know how this got past Nico Tonks. I think he was there. I assume he had some blessing on it, but he, you know, God bless him for allowing crazy shit to happen in his brewery. All right, guys, here we go. And by the way, it's not his brewery. It's a brewery of the people. True. It's a co-op. It's it's my brewery. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. He's a member. Ryan, that's why you have that sexy vest. <laughs> once it once it gets above minus 17, I'll bust that thing back out again. I can't, I can't wait. wait. All right, guys, here we go. Do we care? Lots to care about this week. The first and only thing to start with is the Justice League Snyder Cut trailer finally drops we see the exact same movie that we've already seen, except they tried to cut the worst of the bullshit out of it. Um, it's still filmed like 300, which was cool like when 300 came out and is no longer cool. Um, 
Yeah, I we saw the Jared Leto Joker, who now has no tattoo on his face, and I I was like, yeah, I can't wait to watch this. Even though it's probably gonna be bad, I can't wait to watch it. And then I saw the Joker, and I heard his stupid little comment about society, and I mm-hmm. was like, this movie's gonna suck. I hate Jared Leto, and it turned me, it's it turned me into curious and optimistic into hate watching it when it comes out. But you're still gonna watch it. For sure going to watch it, going to hate watch it. Jared Leto is my least favorite actor. I will say that I was also, I even, I was showering the other day, as you guys probably want to hear about. And I had this thought, like, what if this is actually going to be good? What if? And I just allowed myself to, like, go down this rabbit hole of, like, what if he actually had a really good plan and the studio tried to interfere, as they always do with DC. And then, you know, his son tragically took his own life and, you know, he was derailed and now he's put it together. And then I saw this trailer and I was like, oh no, this is actually for sure going to suck. And why wouldn't it? And why was I even entertaining those ideas? I think it's going to be bad. I will still watch it. I disagree with you both. What? I think that had this movie come out originally, I don't think we would have liked it. I think now that we saw what Joss Whedon and the studio put together, which was horrible. Right. Almost didn't even make any sense. Bad. Yeah. I think this movie is going to be a step up. Now, that also means that the bar is set so low for DC that anything beyond trash is considered quality. I think that Eric's right. And Jimbo's right. I think I think you're both right in terms of like the way this is filmed and it's dark and it's like the color palette doesn't work and and the whole thing. But I feel like getting Zack Snyder's full vision for this movie is going to be much better than the original Justice League. And Mm -hmm. I think we're going to we're going to be it's like watching the Timberwolves, right? We know they're not very good, okay? But we want to be entertained. And we want it to be, like, uh, engrossing. And I think it's going to be that. I don't, like, I'm not saying this is going to be, like, gladiator quality filmmaking. But I feel like as long as it's entertaining and fun, it's not going to be fun. As long as it's entertaining and, like, action-packed and things make sense, and they do things in the right order and the storyline we're getting uh who's the big bad guy for the first time dark side yeah. so as, as long as it as as long as the story works and it's entertaining i think it's going to be decent and so again it's like it's let's keep it at the bar of the timberwolves let's have fun every now and then and i think that's where they're that's the bar that is going to be set i think this movie is going to suck and i can't wait to watch it there you go because it's going to be free. This way, if they told me it was nine ninety nine to watch on top of my HBO Max, I would pay for it the first night it came out. But really? I, I'm expecting I it to be bad. Now, I will say the one thing, the one look we got at this new version of the Joker, even though they already gave us a new version of the Joker and it was awful. Um, the new version of the Joker um, is... It's like a white face and pretty much like... Think of like a horror movie version of the Joker from The Dark Knight. Um, Except he's wearing a SWAT flak jacket. He gives this quote, um, we live in a society that, I don't know. Oh, we live in a society where honor is a distant memory. Isn't that right, Batman? And... It's supposedly a really famous line that the Joker says that everyone has been wanting him to say for a really long time. Well, that's the we live in a society part. Yeah, that's a meme. It's a fucking meme. Yeah. Wanted him it's to like anybody, himself. anytime somebody posts something that's like, yeah, people with money think this is important, but it's really that. And then people will like be like, this is so stupid. And then those, those right. We live in a society. Isn't like this is supposed to be poignant and important. And it's like pseudo fucking it's like just fluff so there's a, I think there's a whole fun. there's a whole subreddit on reddit called like deep for 14 year olds yes and that's that's where I'm a lot of that stuff comes deep, from yep. yeah or yeah something like that yeah i hate it i can't i can't believe that this movie is gonna come out but uh yeah i care okay. 
some for some I, reason. I don't think I also don't think real quick, we don't have to go too far. I don't think the Joker's gonna be that big of a part because apparently he's showing up in Batman's like dream sequence. So yeah. I don't think he's gonna play an actual role in the film. I think it's just a little bit of a bit part. Nothing anyway. is worse than you describe things in a movie by a dream sequence. <laughs> All right, uh, sticking with Zack Snyder, because that's what we do on this podcast. His movie, uh, Army of the Dead, is coming out, too. um, And it's going to be starring or at least featuring Dave Bautista. Does this move the needle for you guys at all? What does Zack Snyder have to do with it? He's producing it or something? Yeah. Okay. I had no idea. What is it? I don't know. I don't know. Is it on a good network? Is it like... I mean, Dave Bautista is like a fun guy. I don't know that he can carry anything on his own. And then I hear Zack Snyder. I'm like, he's he hasn't really done anything exciting in a while. He's directing and producing it. Wow. And, and, I mean, uh, and he wrote the screenplay. Okay. Look, man, I'll tell you what. I'll wait for a trailer. I'll reserve judgment. It's a zombie heist film. Okay. Oh, my God. That shouldn't be real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I guess I don't care yet. I don't care. Um, all right, so hopefully we are off of Zack Snyder for the rest of the episode. Uh, Gina Carano is out of the Mandalorian series because she um, was comparing being a, a person living through a pandemic to being a Jew during the Holocaust. I'm gonna Among say, other things. A yeah. really simple rule of thumb is... Um, if you're ever trying to compare your situation uh, to being a Jew during the Holocaust, unless your situation is literally that you are being uh, targeted, harassed, uh, and most likely killed uh, for your race, ethnicity, or religion, or lifestyle, um, sexuality, anything like that, you can't make that comparison. And Just don't do it. I would skip that comparison unless you're like, we are Uyghur Muslims, and it's very similar to being a Jew during the Holocaust. Unless that's your example, I think you should probably just throw that thing away for good. Uh, so I have no sympathy for Gina Carano. I know it's become like a right-wing rallying point that Gina Carano is this victim in this scenario. But just, one, she was the worst part of The Mandalorian. I'm happy she's off for that reason alone. And two, the Disney does not need you comparing yourself to a Holocaust victim when you're a right. celebrity. Yeah. Well, but you're missing the point, Eric. It's conservative voices are being silenced <laughs> on network television. And they can the only outlet they have is to their millions of followers on social media, uh, Instagram accounts, live videos, and going on Fox News for tons of people to hear you. I mean, you 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 don't have a voice anymore Censored. if you're, Censored, if, you're if you're if you're openly conservative, you're being blackballed. And so that's why you know what you do once you get blackballed in in Hollywood is you go make a movie for the Daily Wire because um, that's Ben Shapiro is going to finance himself uh, Gina Carano in a movie about this. And so we're going to get we'll we'll finally get to hear the truth come out once that movie is released to the masses. I would say it must be hard, though, because they're like we're being censored. Um, people are like, oh, do you want to talk about your, your tax ideas? No. Um, do you want to talk about um, deregulation? No. Um, do you want to talk about your idea of um, immigration or anything or spending? No. Oh, you were just being censored on your racist ideas. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. There you go. Now we know what it really is. That's <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, We have a show coming out in 2022, Donald Glover, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. It's a Mr. and Mrs. Smith series. Is this going to be like the Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie movie? I don't think so, no. I don't – I mean, there's no way they would make anything like this. I mean – Gosh. Dude, these are two of the most like create – I mean, they're literally like we've spent time comparing them, right? As, as, you know, one drops a new series – you know, whether it's Fleabag or it's, uh, you know, the one with the assassin. What's that one again? Um, the assassin, oh. uh, Killing Eve, right? Phoebe oh, yeah. Waller-Bridge wrote that. Or Atlanta that, that I mean, 
they're creators, right? So they're, they're writing, they're producing, they're oftentimes directing, they're sometimes starring. These guys are prolific and they're at the forefront of, of cultural. And now they're teaming up. It's kind of, I mean, it's a big deal. I would have preferred it to be like mystery project coming up. And I'm like, Mr. And Mrs. Smith, what does that even mean? But I'm just going to ignore that part and just be excited with the talent coming together. I bet it's going to be on FX. I don't think either of them would agree to this with both of them being involved. If they didn't have like really cool ideas to do something like this, where uh, I would almost be like, she gets to write the male part and Don Glover gets to write the female part, like just in some episodes, like, I, I feel it. like Just think about it. It'd be so cool. Yes, I feel like the the dialogue, the storylines, and the creativity that these two can come up with is going to be something that we will not be able to comprehend yeah. on our own. And either it's incredible or it might suck. I mean, honestly, because nobody, no studio exec is going to tell them we don't like it. You know, so like we've seen that before where like incredibly talented people have been given absolute free reign, legion. Um, to do something and it didn't work out, but I'm excited to check it out. You got a British, you know, young British woman and you got a like black American dude coming together to make something. Got to be excited. Don't know what it is yet, but I'm hyped. Can't wait. And I definitely care. I think I'll watch anything that they put out. Agreed. I'd I'd watch anything that either of them put out. I'll definitely watch what they do together. Yeah. Agreed. All right. uh, A couple rapid fire ones. Parasite films. Ryan, tell us about this. Uh, so what's his name? Bong Bong Joon-ho has confirmed that two Parasite follow-up films, plural, uh, are ready to go. And they were on track uh, for filming. And I think the release dates are still TBD, but... The fact that he's confirmed multiple that are on track for completion, that's a pretty big deal because Parasite was, I don't know, one of the biggest films mm-hmm. 18 months ago. I, I I don't know. I don't remember when it came out, but um, and this is deal. one of those this is one of those directors that like uh, you know, again, one of the things we always talk about, writers, directors, their impact on things, Taika Watiti, etc. Mm-hmm. Um this is a guy that you need to, whatever he's making, you need to be on top of and be ready for. Ryan, so true. Yet, I want to see him do something new. So I'm Jason, disappointed by this news. I want, I want him Jason to move on and make something unrelated to Parasite. Something totally new from, because he's a very creative guy. He just comes up with original ideas. It's sort of like when Vince Gilligan made Breaking Bad and we're like, what's he going to do next? It's going to be the new biggest show. And then it was uh, Better Call Saul. And we're like, okay, it's good. I get it. But it's not new and exciting. So yeah, I'm he, okay with it. I'm sure they'll be good. I just want something different. At the same time, uh, if you asked Vince and like he showed you his bank account, you'd be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Makes I sense. Know. I get it. I get it. All right. Uh, also, guys, a new face-off sequel is coming from the guy who directed Godzilla vs. Kong. Do you guys care about this? Is Face Off even a good movie? No. Hell yeah. The first one? Yeah. It's terrible. Oh, come on. What is it? John Travolta and Nick Cage switch faces? It's terrible. Ooh. You guys are going to guess right now the Rotten Tomatoes score of 1997's Face Off. Uh, made before Rotten Tomatoes was a thing, so the score is not legit, but I'm guessing it's only 65. 51. Okay. The audience score was an 82, and yes. the expert score was a 92. <laughs> <laughs> People loved it! See, it, oh, it's oh, not oh, real. Oh, oh. These scores aren't real. Say, I thought, yeah. Um, it's, well, I don't okay, know. Jimbo, it's Jimbo, you're, that, like, Jimbo. Jimbo, your homework for this week is to go watch Face Off and tell me, come back if and I've tell us. I've learned anything this, from our rewatch segment. <laughs> is it just because I had fond memories of a movie when I watched it when I was twelve? Doesn't mean I'm going to enjoy it again. Yeah, don't so watch, I'm guessing watch. it sucks. What? Don't watch Boondock Saints. Oh God, no! I that's trash. I'm sure. Don't watch Boondock Saints. <laughs> I do. Whoa, 
it was never good. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, also, Chappelle. We talked a few weeks back about how Chappelle, they tried to get him uh, on Netflix. They weren't going to pay him a dime. He fought. Netflix respected him, took him off. Now Netflix is paying Dave Chappelle millions of dollars, and Chappelle shows back on Netflix. Why did you just pay him in the first place yeah. for his content? So I stupid. When people are like, oh, he's being so greedy. It's just like, because oh, please tell me about rights. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, Jenny. I'm sorry, Steven. Tell me the last time that you worked for free. He didn't. He's not working. He's just getting it. No, no, no. But he's saying, I he's saying it. like, Dave, Dave did, this show did all this work. Yeah. This. yeah. Like, it's in, insane. So, of course, he should be paid. Thanks that they pwned it up. I. I may, I maybe will even watch an episode. I don't really care though. All right, guys. It's better just to remember them fondly. I think this leads us into um, what can only be described as a HBO revolution. Okay. Ooh. We talked about how I think I made a good argument, and we eventually picked Netflix as our 2020 network of the year for their work on dragging us through the pandemic. We talked about how Disney Plus was up next, right? And they're the early favorites for 2021. 2022's favorites are firmly set as HBO Max. Because okay. here is the HBO Max news coming through the pipeline. The rest of the content here is HBO. Okay. Okay. Last of Us, we've talked about it. It's an adaptation from a famous video game. We now know that it will be Pedro Pascal, who is the flavor of the month right now. Everybody wants him. Uh, and Bella Ramsey, interestingly enough, both of them are from Game of Thrones. Both yep. made a name for themselves. The young and the unamormant, the, the little bear, tough. Makes sense. I get the casting. And the Red Viper, they're in The Last of Us. I don't know much about The Last of Us, but I am excited for this. It will be on HBO. It will be must-watch television, I feel like. Look-wise, age-wise, good. Only concern, both are... One is a Spanish actor, and one is a British actor, and they have to do American, kind of so like you know Southern accent. Like, come on now, come on now, Abby, let's go. I feel and then you got like her who's supposed to be like a Boston, like a tough Boston chick. And when the accents don't work, huge problems for the production. I feel like there's going to be so much money behind this that it can't fail. I hope so. I hope so. All right, sticking with more stuff. I know we talked about this. This isn't crazy news, but we found out that Peacemaker is going to be a Suicide Squad spinoff series. Okay. John Cena. It is? Right? Yeah. John Cena's Peacemaker. Yeah. Okay. So Peacemaker is going to be a spinoff from the Suicide Squad movie that James Gunn is making right now. We found out it's coming out on HBO Max in January 2022. So less than a year away. Should be exciting. Another big series on HBO. All right, Eric. Eric, yeah. what is what does the John Cena casting do for you? Um, nothing. Yeah, nothing. No, it does. I think it, I think it moves it down for me slightly. I think that it's the same level of casting as if you told me any name I recognized that I wasn't excited about. You guys, he's the new Gina Carano. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, another HBO Max show, Gotham City PD. Okay. It's going to be about the police force of Gotham, probably trying to put behind bars characters from Batman's universe. Um, we now know that it's been promised that there is going to be crossover and interaction between the Batman and Gotham City PD. So Pattinson's Batman will appear in this show on HBO, and the movie and the show will be part of the same universe, telling the same story, and they will actually cross over with the same characters on HBO Max. I think that's really exciting. I think that would be I think that'd be super cool. I think as long as there's conflict between the police and Batman, not just like, oh well, we tried, let's call Batman in and then they flip the light switch <laughs> on. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I want there to be like tension. I want there to be like they don't like each other, but they know they have to work together kind of situation. If you I, know, I, I hope that's the case. After our rewatch of the Dark Knight. Um, they literally were like, these people are killing people and robbing stuff, but we could catch Batman. Let's just go for Batman. <laughs> all right. More HBO news. All right. 
um, lots of filming and writing news. So we found out, oh, actually, I don't know how I missed, messed this up. I have to just oh. get in there awkwardly because I have the wrong network for this. But boy, oh. season three started filming this week. That's cool. All right, we'll just keep rolling. That's great. Keep on rolling. Um, <laughs> Barry on HBO Max started filming, and so did yes. Sex Succession season three started filming. That's so great. Right around the corner. They're slated for um, possibly late 2021 drops, which is really exciting. And then um, a couple things that are haven't started yet, but are in the works. Lovecraft Country season two is being discussed right now. Does that do anything for you guys? Mm. Big disappointment. True Detective Season 4 is being discussed right now. Does that do anything for you? Yep. Because nope. I'll wish. buy in every fucking time. They'll with, announce the cast it. and it'll be unbelievable. We'll be like, I can't believe this huge actor is doing TV for the first time. And Let's then cast it next week. It'll be, like, it'll be like Leo DiCaprio and be like, oh my god. And then it'll still be really boring. Let's, let's, I'm let's excited about it. Next week, okay, okay alright. Perfect. Yeah, Great idea. Actually, fuck it. You guys, not only let's let's do the writer's room. Okay. Well, let's write it and cast it. Write it and cast it next week. You guys got it on Castaway. All right. And then finally, again, um, no real news on this, but now it's being confirmed that it's in the earliest stages. They said maybe the embryo stages of Harry Potter on HBO Max. Um, so at least now executives at HBO are starting to talk about it in at least an off-the-record kind of way, it means that it's coming for sure. And I have to say this, Harry Potter, if it's part of HBO, would be would surpass anything DC and anything Game of Thrones and instantly become HBO's biggest universe. And if yeah. they have the three of them, HBO having Harry Potter, DC, and Game of Thrones is a formidable foe yeah. to Disney plus with yeah. their star Wars and Marvel. It's and true. I would love to see a series, three series from each of those universes a year for the rest of time. Yeah. Oh, unbelievable. You guys, I'm reading Harry Potter to my seven year old. You guys know Billy. Yes. And we are at the very end and he's like walking into the woods to go meet Voldemort we found out Snape was like a good guy. I can't read this shit without crying. Like it's so emotional to me. I'm so tied to it. Um, I love Harry Potter. I love Harry Potter. I think it's my favorite story. Yeah. Like I can't wait. It's for so it. fucking perfect. It's unbelievably perfectly wrapped up. They plant stuff. They follow up. It's crazy. It's so mapped out. It's amazing. I just want us to having. Hold on, real quick, real quick. Having only read the Harry Potter books in the Recently. last year and a half for the first time. The Deathly Hollows was so good that I finished it one night and the next night I turned the cover back over and I started again. Like wow. I wanted to read it again the next day. That's how perfect that book is. Forget the movies. Throw the movies out the window. If you're just looking at like the novel itself, what happens in the books is utter perfection. So I don't blame you for having like uh, an emotional reaction to reading these to your son for the first time because yeah. that's how I felt in a way, like just reading it for the first time, period. Unbelievable. Guys, I just want to do this podcast long enough until our listeners forget that we did the Harry Potter rewatch so we can do it again. <laughs> You're like, yeah, hey, we're we're starting back over. We're going right back to the top. Marvel and then Harry Potter. I want to rewatch Harry Potter again because it's the best. All right, so we're moving on, guys, to hot wrecks for the day. And uh, the hottest of wrecks, the championship holder, is WandaVision. But we will talk deep spoiler WandaVision at the end of the episode. A few people reached out and said, hey, your theory was crazy. Ian, how do you already have the script? How do you know those things are going to happen? I don't know, guys. I'm just telling you, get excited. It's coming. We'll talk WandaVision at the end of the episode. So if you have watched it, you're all caught up. You're through the Halloween extravaganza or whatever it was called. Be ready to check that out at the end of the episode. Would you guys say it's easily the title belt holder right now? Easily. 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 Um, and to back, to back that up, WandaVision 
has burst into the Nielsen ratings uh, top 10 for most streamed episodes on all think about all of the potential things that can be streamed Mm -hmm. from friends to Seinfeld to the challenge to anything that's on Netflix, like all of the stuff and WandaVision is in the top 10. And I, I, I don't say that flippantly. Like I realize that a lot of these things that I don't necessarily like are incredibly popular, mm-hmm. you know, uh, right. Brit Bridgerton, never going to watch it. Insanely popular on Netflix among many other things. So the fact that a Disney plus Marvel's first foot in the door of a TV series is in the top 10 of a streaming series is pretty unbelievable. Pretty cool. Um, yes. And I'm going to, going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Um, I think that maybe I speak for all of us, but I know I speak for myself when I say that Elizabeth Olsen is now my celebrity crush. The best. Olsen. She done been my celebrity crush, <laughs> but the old fashioned Scarlet witch outfit, uh, Woo. did it for me. No, she pushed me right, right to the top, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and she's great and she's a she's a brilliant actress she's so good elizabeth olsen is incredibly talented as an actress she deserves to be nominated for everything on a television show for this she is destroying this the show and this part and she just so happens to be um insanely beautiful as well true all right so- uh, are, were you talking about villanelle or were you talking about elizabeth olsen because it's like the same sentence eric you know that Elizabeth Olsen is much, much prettier than Villanelle. Elizabeth Olsen is number one right now for me. Oh, there we go. All right, guys. <laughs> Moving on. Again, we are not going to talk about this, but it just needs mentioning. If you haven't started Search Party, which Jimmy Channels dropped the JC3 and went blowing past the JC3 to like the JC20 to yep. watch this show. It's on its fourth and I believe final season. Final season. I am deep into season two, and I think this is must-watch television. Yeah, love Search Party. It is the scale of Search Party seems so small. Like it's such a small little bubble of people that you're watching, but they're all so good. They're so well written. It is both stressful and scary and hilarious at the same time. I have no idea where the show is going to go in season two, but I can't wait to find out. Everyone on the show is a fucking star. I love it. I want more from these people. And the song is electric. I know. They have such great credits. I love this show, and I think anyone who likes good TV should be watching Search Party. Carter, did you start it? No, I haven't yet. I've been. I, I'm waiting for uh, the wife and I to watch it, and yeah. but it's it's coming up soon. And like you said, they're they're short episodes. We'll be able to knock out a bunch of them. Yep, enjoy it. It'll be fun. All right, Ryan, you watched The Head. I don't know anything more than that. You got to you got to give us some uh, details about why people should be watching this. Did you okay. watch more? I finished it. Oh, okay. It's only six episodes. Oh, all right. I thought it was eight. It's only six, and they're like between forty-five minutes to an hour. Um, this is a fantastic thriller series that's short-lived. Um lives up to the hype and kind of wraps everything in a neat bow at the end. And yeah. as uh, once you start watching it, me saying it, it gets wrapped up in a neat bow at the end. Isn't giving anything away because that's what you expect for, from this type of show. Um, Honestly, if I invested six hours in the show and they didn't wrap things up relatively neatly and answer my questions, be I'd yeah. be pissed. So now yeah. I'm more likely to finish it. It's a, it's like a thriller, horror, detective, putting the pieces together, like fantastically told story about um, a crew of researchers in Antarctica. And I don't want to, I don't want to say anything else. Like, yeah. I think, again, should. what was this on? HBO Max, I think. Yeah. Uh, fantastically done. 
Um, again, it's it, it's categorized as horror. I would put it more as like thriller drama. Is it ghostly? No, not at all. Okay. There's some dead bodies. There's some dead bodies that I've seen, That's but okay. they don't show a lot of like violence as it happens. It's more like investigating the scenes, right? I. It's like yeah, you you like walk it. You like walk into a scene and you discover a dead body kind of situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like you didn't like see it happen. Because you you don't know who did it, so you you can't see it. The throat sleeve stuff is the only thing that bothers me. Literally everything else is fine. Even like there's, there's, stabbing, I'm okay with stabbing even. But not stabbing near the neck. Just don't stab him in the neck. Oh my god, you're so specific. There's, can't there's, keep none, track of this. There, there's none of that. You'd be you'd be totally fine. But there's there's like like alien like Prometheus level parts of them, <clears throat> you know, investigating like the depths of uh, an abandoned research facility, which is really cool and enthralling and 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 good. So this is a this is a wreck for me. I would give it like a solid B, like yeah. solid B to B plus, um, with a really cool ending. That's beautiful, man. If only we could only watch all only a television, but you know, we. If you, dude, I'll recommend something that's a C plus because, dude, you got to watch some TV, man. You got to watch some we'll shows. Take, we'll take a B to a B plus any day of the week. That's six yeah. episodes under an hour. Done. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, Jim, you watched quite a bit this week. You watched Bad Boys Three. Is it worth it? Ooh, uh, no, no, pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> I love. Okay, Michael wasn't Bay. This, wasn't this like your most anticipated movie of like 2019 too? Like Maybe if I was like on a bit, it might have been. I don't remember that far back. But, you know, I knew this was going to be bad. I didn't know how bad Martin Lawrence has gotten. Like he's no oh. longer able to speak fast enough to be funny. Can we just you know how like before he'd be like, fast talking, man, this is crazy, great. He's like, man, I do, 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 do. I don't know. He's just not fast enough. So no, you're it's wrong. not a good movie. It's a skip. It's a skip. That was Chris Move Tucker. on, baby. That was Chris Tucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Martin Lawrence was never Chris... good. No, but like in Martin, Bad Boys what? 1. Stop. In Bad Boys 1 and 2, he had he had a lot of like, uh, uh, did you sleep in the bed? Did you feel the dents? You know, the deaths come from all that. Like, like the comedic timing was good. And I think his comedic timing from all the cocaine and drinking is is skewed. It's, it's a bad movie. Bad Michael Bay put himself into the movie as the father of the bride and gave a speech. Oh, God. And I've never seen Michael Bay in a movie before, and he shouldn't be in them. So it's a bad movie. Let's, let's move on. All right, you watch Sonic. Sonic. Well, Sonic Jesus I like. Christ. Oh, come on now. Look. This movie has Okay, Sonic. Martin, calm down. This has Sonic, who looks good and is funny. It's got uh, James Marsden, who only should do about this level of difficulty of role. And he's perfect in it. He's like charming and funny, but he doesn't have to do very much. And he it's easy for him and he's good. And then it has Jim Carrey as Robotnik. And he steals the show. He's bringing all your favorite mannerisms and faces from all the classics that you love, Mask and Ace Ventura and Dumb and Dumber, he's bringing it all back. This movie was, if you have kids, watch it with your kids. If you don't have kids, watch it anyways. Okay. I liked it. It's going to be on Amazon. I watched it on, like, Comcast has, like, a free week of, like, movies or whatever. And then it's going to be on Amazon Prime in, like, uh, I don't know, a week and a half or something. Okay. I like Sonic. Sonic's a wreck. I'm kind of offended that you didn't mention uh, James Marsden's um, just absolutely stealing the screen in uh, one of our favorite shows of all time, Westworld. Westworld, yeah. Yeah, he had they gave him a little too much heavy lifting to do in Westworld. He couldn't lift it. Okay. Um, Malcolm and Marie, you watched it. A lot of people thought when it came out that it was going to be up for a lot of awards. Do you feel the same way? Um, it's, it's kind of brilliant. Zendaya, what an actress. Best thing I've ever seen from John David Washington. And that's it. There's only two people. It's a, it's a play. It's a black and white play. And it is two hours. And I did watch the whole thing. It's set in a house in one night. So it is a, it's a fucking play that they filmed. That being said, I was like kind of captivated. Wow. And not just because Zendaya is like, you know, in 
underwear and stuff like whatever like it's a good movie it's just it's an art movie it's an art film okay so as far as art films go it's really good it was like you know a couple discussing their history and their lot in life and all those things and i do recommend it it's just it's just maybe not for everybody so that's that sounds a lot like um and i don't know if we ever touched on the second part of this but like her role in the euphoria bonus episodes Mm -hmm. between her and the gal i forget what her name was um yeah that was the girl that was transitioning which was part two okay and and, no rue was zendaya and then jules yeah was the other gal but it almost feels like she plays well, she plays like a former drug addict who got her life together and it's almost like this could be a sequel to Euphoria. Well, that's the whole premise of the diner scene in the Rue version of Euphoria. It's yeah. it's literally her and then the guy who's trying to be her sponsor having a conversation. Yeah. For it's, so two actors 50, set in one location. Minutes. Yep. But this yep. is two hours long. So I do recommend it, but only for like, I don't know. I don't know who I'm recommending it for, but we'll move on. All right. A uh, couple other things you watch Stanley Tucci's uh, finding Italy. Yeah. CNN. So I think that like after Anthony Bourdain died, are we all sort of looking for like a new travel show? Do people still want those? I don't know. I do. Only if, I only if Anthony Bourdain's doing him. But yeah. I know. So Stanley Tucci is not Anthony Bourdain. He's not as edgy, but he's stylish and he's cool and he makes it interesting. And I love Italy. And I think that this show, that, like CNN must believe in this show because they have hyped the fuck out of it. And it's really good. It's on Sunday nights at like eight o'clock. It's, you know, it's, it's pretty safe. You know what I mean? But it's good. Like I really enjoyed it. It's got the history he over eight hours, I think he's going to travel to all these different regions of Italy and compare the food and the people. And I really liked it. I think this is, this is a good show. Watch it with your significant other and enjoy it because it's learn something about Italy. It's a wonderful place. Remember when we were almost going to go there? Uh, we were so close, bro. And then, you know, COVID. And then it was like funny. Cause we were like still going to go. And then it was like, Italy is having the worst <laughs> response ever. They're all dying. We're like, we should try to get our money back right now. Yeah, we're not going. <laughs> all right. And this should have been in Hot Rex, but we're, or it should have been in uh, Do We Care, but it's in Hot Rex. Michelle Obama has a show coming out on March 16th. It's called Waffles and Mochi. Uh, are you guys excited about this? And where can people find it? You just, Netflix. It's on Netflix? Yeah. We're, we're already hot wrecking it. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be cute. You know, I don't know. I don't know what the – do you think that, like, conservative Twitter is going to, like, have a field day with, like, a former first lady doing a show? Of course. I don't know. I just feel like she's going to get a bunch of hate for this, and it's going to be a very cute show with, like, hey, kids, eat some different foods besides, you know, chicken nuggets, please. And my kids need that. Um, I think that conservative Twitter – um yeah over overnight when it's like um middle of the day russia uh we'll <laughs> all be posting lots of hate about this and how it's terrible yeah socialism right um guys let's move on quickly to alien versus rewatch we watched alien 3 this week this was the first ever movie done by what's his name Rid- david fincher david fincher, fincher. Somehow he got this. He was literally a cameraman who worked on Star Wars movies before. He is part of what became an absolute mess. At the time this movie came out, they spent over $10 million on just making the script. The guy who wrote the original script wrote a script about how it was going to be Ripley and a bunch of monks on this planet, like religious zealot monks that were fighting against this creature but it, they, that guy quit two months before filming started, and then they switched it to that they went to a prison colony with a bunch of rapist dudes who tried to rape her. And yep. the movie was a mess before it started, uh, after it started, and when we watched it. 
Well, and wow. then there, there was also another that. version of the script where sh her ship went to the Xenomorph planet, like the original Xenomorph planet, too. I would have liked that better, I think. And then they, they realized that was going to be too expensive. And so they scrapped that and said, let's send her to the prison colony that yeah. we saw in Aliens 3. You know, from the jump, I was like so weirded out by it because although I was excited that they were picking up right where the last one left off. I mean, you think this is perfect. This is the bread and butter of our rewatch. You're getting mm -hmm. to watch movies week after week that pick up literally where the last one left off. Great. But then they kill little Newt, the girl that Ripley had spent the entire second movie trying to save. Recklessly trying to save. Recklessly putting everyone in danger to save this person. Everybody, once again, dies but her. So she's the lone survivor. She lands on a planet that is, I guess, half monks and half prison because they didn't couldn't decide what to do. In really boring movie. Would you guys agree really boring? This movie sucked. Um, it made me realize something though that um, it took it took uh, the same path that a later movie must have copied a great science fiction movie with an idea no one had ever thought of putting on screen before that blew Terminator? everyone's mind like Alien and then they skipped two which was just a really good action movie they jumped right to three and they made it into a two part movie that is the Matrix right down mm. to the shaved head of the main character it made me feel the same way as watching the second and third Matrix movie was where they jumped to this dirty dystopian future that was so dull and boring and distracting from what had been such an interesting and exciting universe that it mm -hmm. just died a slow death. I totally agree. Um, every character was a white man with a shaved head with brown hair. <laughs> and I couldn't tell them apart. Well, except and then the, when the they died, kid. I didn't care. And this is the first first time they tried to like use some kind of CG at all. Like, did you guys notice like they tried to put a green screen alien coming into the scenes, and it looked so fucking bad? So um, I, I was really had... disappointed in this, and I was like, I don't know. I just thought, hey, David Fincher directed this thing, but he really like just tried to salvage it because it was. They did. They filmed without a script. You know, they truly filmed this movie without a script, and you can tell. So I watched the extended version. Oh no! Yeah, because I thought, like, okay, it's not technically a director's cut because Fincher didn't want anything to do with the studio. He's because just I was, I was, the movie. Actually, he says yeah. he he doesn't want it to be on his IMDb, although it is tough ass because you're the director. So yeah. Um, yeah. I was watching this, and uh, first of all, I was shocked to see Tywin Lannister as like a main character, which is great because I thought he, I thought he did pretty good, like a pretty good job, even with some pretty terrible lines. He was good. He was just like they told him to be so boring and so yeah. dry. I mean, he was like relatable and realistic, but it was so everything he did was so boring. And then, like everything about the storyline was stupid. I thought. Overall, I I didn't buy I didn't buy any of the xenomorph stuff. They shoehorned that in at the end. Like everything was just silly and dumb, and the ending was even worse. I hated so much about this movie. It took me three days to watch it. Yep, I watched I in multiple could, parts. I couldn't get through it, and I was constantly on my phone. I was constantly like pausing it and like, Oh, I'm going to check out this quick TikTok thing. Like just, <laughs> just, just like so distracted with like the whole story in and of itself that I was never really afraid of the alien in this movie. Were yeah. you, was anyone well, like, you know, it was weird like because one? we've watched these back to back in the first one. It's a crew that had never heard of an alien at all. We're not, was not prepared. Of course they died. Seven of them died. Or six of them died, Ripley lived. One alien. The second one was a crew of like 15 soldiers, but there was like a million aliens. Yeah, it was tough. Now we're back to like 25 guys and one alien. So it was just kind of like, how tough are these things? We don't really know. Um, 
I guess let's just jump through to the end. She kills herself. She has a queen inside of her, and she she dies. She jumps in the lava. She's dead. Why didn't she just do that to start the movie, and then the movie didn't need to happen? Well, she didn't know it towards halfway through, and then halfway through, they're like, stay alive because we need you to help kill it. And she did, and then she killed herself. So that was fine. I was okay with that. Guys, do you realize that I don't know how long it takes for these things to be birthed? And when they do get birthed, they jump out of your stomach, ripping your body apart. And then it will kill all of you and just take over your whole planet. So you guys, the 24 of you, figure out how to fucking kill this thing. I'm jumping in the lava now. See ya. Bye. No, that would make sense. Movie over. Stupid movie. Movie sucked. Prometheus is next. I am excited. No, no. Alien Resurrection is next. No, Alien Resurrection is after Prometheus. Uh, no, man, no. Alien Resurrection is next, buddy. Are you sure? Yeah, it's it's pretty much Alien Four. Yeah, she comes back. They like they like the Wayland Company is going to take her DNA and splice it with alien DNA, and Ron Perlman is in it. It's like a whole big thing. Should we skip that one? We could. We can I talk would, about it. I think we should skip it. Okay. Because literally, Alien, 98, 94. Aliens, 97, 94. Alien, 3, 44, 47. Alien Resurrection, 54, 39. Alien versus Predator, 21, 39. Alien versus Predator Requiem, 12, 30. <laughs> then yeah. we do the new ones, Prometheus, 73, 68, and Covenant, 65, 55. I just okay. want to watch those two and call it a day. Let's do it. Let's get this thing over with. <laughs> I actually I think we could, even, we could watch both of those this week and just I really be done like, with it. I really like Prometheus. I think it's good. And All I right. know people think it's confusing and that they're they like they're telling a cool story and it looks cool, but like I know people were confused by it, and that was the big complaint. But I think it's actually a really cool movie and it reminds me a lot of um of uh uh the force awakens where it's pretty similar to the story that they're telling an alien. Um, but they're also furthering the series by kind of playing it back again. And okay. I, I think it's pretty good. So I'm excited. Can, about we, ju- can we just stop at Prometheus then? If you want, that's fine. <laughs> do, we need to go really, do, we, do we need to go beyond that? How about this? How about this? If we like Prometheus, we go on. If we don't like Prometheus, we call it a day. Okay, fair enough. Deal. Deal. Good deal. 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 That's we just bargained and we made a plan and we worked together as a team. On air production meeting, baby. Let's go. All right, guys. Uh so finally, we're jumping into the last parts of our show. Uh hang it or bang it. Okay. Are we not gonna go into WandaVision too much? I mean, we can save it for yeah, next yeah. week. Yeah, we can go into the end quickly here, but I wanted just to get this over so anyone who hadn't watched WandaVision would have an easy cutoff point. I got you, bro. So hang it or bang it. Let's start with bang it. Um, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. I got a stupid one. Ready? You guys yeah. know the uh, the Mio water enhancers? Yes. I've been buying the knockoff brand of those, like the the Market Pantry or Essential Every Day. Um, yeah. I love these things. Really? What's wrong with yes. just water? Water's great, but I get tired of like water. So okay. I want like a, a a lemon watermelon or a, a fruit punch or a, a pomegranate raspberry. And you just take a little, just a little bit, just a little, like, you know, they call it squeeze it once, just boom in your water. There's very little sugar. It's just a little concentrate thing. It's fantastic. And then if you want to go, one step beyond that, and you have a soda stream. Oh shit! And so you get the carbonated water with a little bit of the the fruit flavor in there. It's like free Lacroix without all of the destruction of the earth with the cans and recycling and all that. That stuff. I like. So, that I so like. It's, it's instead of buying a bunch of plastic bottles of like you know Gatorade or whatever, you buy one tiny plastic bottle of the water enhancer, and you're good to go. I like this stuff. Okay. Bang it. Um, I got something to bang, and it is our was it our 2020 Nordy winner, El Centro? Ooh, yeah. The taco place in Northeast. Oh, 19. 
19. Yes, you're right. Yep. 2019. Um, so we all love the place, right? Okay. But they've been doing this pop-up Taco Bell ripoff thing, right? And I tried it tonight and it was fucking awesome. So I think they're calling it, they got, they finally got that cease and desist letter from Taco Bell. That's like, you can't just, it was like Central Bell and they had the same menu and the same logo. So they got, they had to get rid of that. So now it's like called Taco like Shell or something like that, whatever it is. It's the same thing. It's on Monday and Tuesdays. Dude, I got like a crunch wrap. I got the Cool Ranch Dorito tacos they have are unbelievable. And you guys know how much I love Taco Bell. So I was like, a lot. the hill, I mean, they have to climb here for me is huge because it's a one, it's only a dollar more pretty much per item. So it's not like it's really expensive, but I love Taco Bell. And this was actually better across the board. It was so good. I was so impressed. The pickup was so easy You pull in, they walk out, they give you your food, you leave. I mean, it was just like, they knew me, they saw me right away, brought the food out. I'm going to go ahead and bang it. Centro Shell. All right. My bang this week is a popular bang this week. Uh, and that's, uh, if you guys have been watching SNL recently, um, you know that if you're like, if you're like us, we're in our thirties. We used to like sex, but now we like Zillow. Zillow, <laughs> Zillow is my favorite fake moving, pretending I'm moving, looking at houses, pretending I have more money than I do, looking at houses that I could get if I were rich, looking at houses that I could flip, even though I have no skills, <laughs> looking at houses in different countries and in different parts of the country that I would never consider living in has become my favorite late night addiction. I am banging Zillow. I have wow. to move, but boy, do I like to think about it. Wow. I I have heard a lot of people come out of the woodwork with that take, and I didn't see it from you, but I love that. I Thank really appreciate it for outing us, uh, a lot of us, in our obsession with Zillow. I love it. All right, let's move on. Quick to question, quick question. I know we got to move on, but do you think that that was an ad? Um, I'm not sure, but it was hilarious. It was so well done, and they absolutely crushed it. And I, the whole time, I was like. I felt very exposed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You felt attacked. And Eric, that's also because you've been moving multiple times a year since I've met you. Mm -hmm. Like, actually, I found this house. It's it's 50 million, Mm -hmm. but I got 20 people. We're all going to live together in a commune. My parents are going to put the down payment down, Mm -hmm. and it'll be 300 bucks a month per person. And that's it. That is. Here's how Eric sells you. He goes, would you pay $1,500 a month to live in 3,000 square foot? And you go, yeah, I mean, I, I probably would. Would you want to live in California? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I would. And okay. Well, then I guess you're signed up because we're all living in a giant mansion. We have 25 people. They're all lined up. You're the 25th person to sign up. We're going tomorrow. Let's go. I'm like, did you know that the cost of living is 27% lower in Portugal? (laughs) (laughs) Because it is. I think we should go. Oh, do you you enjoy 80 degrees every day? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do you you not? Do you like, are you tired of the winter? Do you love warm weather? Because Portugal is where it's at. I think I need to be like one of the realtors on House Hunters International. Yeah, you could do that easy. I think that's my call. I don't think there's a lot of talent there. I think you could probably kill it. No, I think I should. All right. uh, Finally, guys, hang it for this week. What do we got? Okay. I got to look it up. I'm going first. All right. Uh, Hang it. This actually drives me insane. Okay. Okay. Hang it. Self-checkout is amazing. I love self-checkout. I love to be able to check my own items out without having to make really? a talk with a weird employee. But something that drives me insane is when I go to self-checkout and someone has a full ass cart or two full carts and it's going to take them forever as they bag 10 bags of their own stuff at self-checkout. Self-checkout is there to be convenient and quick. If you have yeah. too much shit, you've got to go hop in line. Do not clog up self-checkout with multiple carts full to the brim of all your fucking groceries for like a month. It's bullshit. Don't do it. 
hang it all day long. I feel like I feel like self checkout is almost becoming the spot where they're gonna be like, do you have a basket or do you have a cart? Yeah. And like if you if you have a basket, you're allowed in the line. If you have a cart, you're not, unless it's like a couple cases of water that you can't carry. Yeah. Right. I'm like, dude, if I'm going to self checkout, if it couldn't fit into two bags, I I was rude to every other person in the self checkout line. Yeah, yeah. agree. If you got a bunch of shit, go hop in line and let someone else scan it for you while all the, the people who are like balling on a budget, trying to move, trying to have their day still are waiting in line at self-checkout being responsible shoppers. So mm-mm, not having it. I just, I just feel like I don't know how to do the fruit and vegetables there. Ooh, I don't know how to work. Really easy. So I just, if I have like fruits and veggies, I go get in line. Fair enough. Though. I don't know what the code is. I don't know. Two, four, five, seven is a fucking zucchini. So like. I'm not going to ruin it because I want the self-checkout to stay short, so I'm not going to really help everyone. But literally, you just click on the list of items, and then you just scroll down, and then you click Apple, and then it'll be like, is it red or green? And then you click red. And if you don't know, just click on any of them, and no one will check. And then put it on. Just do the cheapest one, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you have an onion? Click click it. Boom. How much does it weigh? Throw it in the bag. It's super easy. But don't do that. Mm. So my self-checkout goes fast. Okay. Okay. Um. I got something in the technology world that I don't appreciate and I'm going to hang it up and it's the Apple TV remote. Okay. I'm talking about the most recent one. I'm showing it to you guys now. It's very flat and it's very small and it's very sensitive. I can't put this thing anywhere. Either I lose it or I touch it. If you even touch it while something is playing, it backs you out 15 menus. You cannot get back to what you were watching. Um, it has, it's the least intuitive men- controller of all time. All they thought was design something cool. Mm-hmm. They didn't think about function at all. It's trash. It has a little touch area that is worthless. Um, I can't fast forward. I can't find my spot. If I can't gets, back up one. If you step on it, it doesn't work for like two days. It's really, really bad. You guys, if you, I, I think it's, it actually, I hate it. Do you ever try to rewind and then you find the spot you want, but then it just goes right back to where you were before you can push play? Have you ever tried to type something in with it? <laughs> and it's one long, it's like A, B, C to A to the D. And it's one long thing and you're swiping and it's sliding all over the place and it's going three past and then two past and then one past and then one past. And then maybe you can get to the age. And maybe the size and the materials it made it's made of make it perfect to slide in between couch cushions. Oh my God, I can never find it. Nope. And God forbid I do find it because I'm going to hit the wrong button when I do. It's so slick, it just slides like butter right through your couch cushions, no matter what you do. I really think that this is a huge mistake. Now, if you guys are smart, you just use your phone as your Apple remote, and it works 10,000 times better because you can actually like type in like letters and stuff. I mean, that's a good call. I'm already on my phone when I'm watching TV, so... Okay. Literally, if you, if you swipe from the top right corner... There should be an option that shows the Apple remote right here yeah. where my finger is. And so you could just use that and it's much easier. All right. Well, then but I don't know. It depends on what version of Apple TV you have. But that way you can just I got like a new take, one. The, take the remote, chuck it in the garbage, man. You got an Apple phone. You're good to go. Okay. Well, you've solved a huge, huge problem in my life. I appreciate but that. But you're 100% right. The Apple remote is garb. Hard hot stinky garbage they it's just the most- wanted to find a way like they, they were the designers were told find a way to make this expensive find a way for people to feel like they they can pay a lot for this because it, all it is is flash with no fucking function so yeah all right uh i'm gonna Hang go it up. quick i'm going quick here um this has been a big complaint of mine for the last like five years like the innovation of like technology and websites ESPN's website sucks so badly. Not only that, their fantasy football like uh, user interface is still the same one they've been using for the last like 10 years. They've barely updated it. The only thing they've updated is their mobile apps, which is probably their largest consumer of Mm -hmm. you know fantasy sports but everything else 
that ESPN does online has fallen by the wayside. They've fired all of their good writers. Everything is just, it's TMZ ESPN. Yeah. And, and that's what I continuously call them because they don't care about actual sports. They care about headlines and yeah. their whole website like even their box scores and stuff is archaic. Like they should be, if they're going to be like the worldwide leader of sports, then it should be a sports centric website. And it is not, it is awful. Don't go to ESPN, get your sports news from literally anywhere else. The athletic subscription is worth its weight in gold. I highly recommend it. Get the fuck out of ESPN and never look back. Disney. Disney owns it. Fuck the mouse. Yeah. All right. Anyway, sorry. Do you want to talk WandaVision quick? After I think we should maybe maybe we should like bail on it for this week, but mm-hmm. we could we could do like a full in depth like deep dive of the last couple episodes leading to the season finale. Okay, we can do that. I love it. All right, guys, that is it. Then that is all the time we have. If you have any questions about WandaVision. Uh, you can hit us up if you want us to talk about it. We'll happily talk with you guys. Um, otherwise, thank you guys for listening to your favorite podcast, the Nordeast Podcast. <laughs>